1: South Africa and then as a teenager to move to Australia to start it all over again the pressure the changes um, that comes with it and also the performance that is expected of you and then you have to lead the youth and then you have to run rallies and then you have to build a new campus and a new church and be part of making history in the northern suburbs of Perth in Western Australia well I don't know if you can imagine all that, but that's exactly what my guest tonight has had to deal with when he came to Australia, and he's in the mix of it all right now. His name is David Parson, and let's welcome him to Kingdom Stories from the Ananda. Welcome,
0: David. Uh, great to be here, Pastor. Great to be
1: um, here. I didn't know exactly how to introduce you, but yeah. man, what a story, eh?
0: yeah it's been it's been awesome uh, today adventure. today's your birthday i just yeah. can't i can't
1: <laughs> i can't not give that away
0: <laughs> yeah my birthday exactly and
1: between guys we can ask how much it is if you're yeah. a girl i would never ask you how much yeah. how, 20, how old you are 29 29 29 just okay, so just 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 before the big three yeah just before that age, uh, Jesus was. So yeah. I think
0: that's the biggest thing. That and I you're
1: not about. losing your hair. So you must have had, you must have your mom's jeans. Must be, must be. So if I you, ain't going to. <laughs> I was pretty, I was pretty bald by 29. I, I was losing it. You know, I married just before my 30th birthday. Yeah. I married at 29. So maybe it's coming this year.
0: Coming soon, yeah. i trust trusting. <laughs> Are you doing I it know. before? Before the 30th? Before birthday? 30th, you'll see. So, uh, <laughs> but you know, God has, has the right one in the right time. Yeah. So uh, better to be patient and wait for the right one. Well, put it this
1: way: I met my wife like in January, and I was married to her by December. Yeah. So it doesn't it's take a long. Quick mover. Yeah. Once <laughs> move once faster. you know what you want, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's great. It's great. So David, you came from South Africa now. Yeah. What
0: five years ago? Six years ago? Six years ago. Yeah. You six just six. became a citizen, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, last year during yeah. uh, the, the year of COVID, twenty twenty. <laughs> so uh, that was a, a great positive. So wow. to become a citizen, so. Uh, great that that part of the journey is over so do you identify as an australian now definitely but uh, it, man not to sound cliche but first and foremost a child of god kingdom citizen yeah and definitely identify as an australian but obviously there's the south african roots yeah um, technically a dual citizen yeah um, south african australia can um, you keep both
1: citizenships? yeah you can that's great so, so you've, you've got both passports. both of them and valid. Valid. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So where did it all begin for you?
0: What, uh, what about South Africa did you grow up? So uh, I was born in Fixburg. In free Yeah, in the free state. Okay. Or as they call it in Afrikaans, the Freistart. Okay. So the free state. Um, pretty much moved around quite a bit with my family as my father was pastoring, planting yeah. different churches. So would have moved maybe from... Uh, Ficksburg to Johannesburg. Um, and then I, I think if I can remember from there to Kimberley where my okay. father planted a church which is a great uh, CRC Christian Revival Church there now yeah and from there to Cape Town yeah uh, where he planted another church, another CRC church there and, and then CRC from, stands for Christian, Cr- Christian Revival Church. Yeah, yes. It's a flourishing phenomenal movement that's busy happening in South Africa and throughout the world. Very apostolic. Very apostolic, very yeah. evangelistic as well. Yeah. So we play Outreach. a big emphasis on um, leading people to Jesus' salvations. And we've seen it, I mean, throughout our churches, yeah. internationally. And yeah, that's pretty much the driver of our church, as we say, to win the lost at any cost. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you've got, hang on, you've got win, men and? Win, mend. And win me, win mend and build and build yeah. so win the lost yeah uh, mend the nets which yeah. is raising up leaders um equipping the saints yeah um and then build building one church in many locations wonderful that's yeah.
1: that's a good uh the way i mean yeah. how you work out your vision which is
0: wonderful yeah so i'm from and you've got an older sister haven't you oh younger sister oh younger, younger, sister, younger sister. sister sorry yeah younger sister uh, phenomenal singer uh, yeah wonderful she, she leads the worship in your church. yep absolutely phenomenal So, but you're very close what's yeah. the age difference uh three or four years or four i years, think okay. yeah three or four years four years probably now since she's I got this powerful voice now. man she's very a powerful so gifted yeah brilliant singer
1: yeah she compliments yeah. the family
0: no exactly and compliments me since yeah. uh, i love preaching and uh, she can sing for was me was she tough so. on you when you were small uh i was tough on her <laughs> but uh yeah we we very interesting relationship. We we push each other. We stimulate one another. You yeah. know. So, but as the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. Um, <laughs> so so she's, I a, love she's, a,
1: she's an iron woman.
0: Exact. Strong, strong girl. Yeah. Very strong. But I think in my family, you got to be strong. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's no place for weakness. <laughs> um, you know, it's pretty ruthless. Yeah. But in the best of ways.
1: So, so you moved around quite a bit um, with dad, with mom and dad. Um, what were the challenges in your childhood?
0: Well, I think uh, t- to be honest, very, very little. I know a lot of people when they do move, there are challenges. But I think my mom and fa- uh, my mom and dad, were just brilliant uh, yeah. at their work. They really modelled parenting, uh, uh, and through that, every transition was just so smooth. Yeah, it, we always saw it as part of uh, the work of God. Yes. So whenever we moved, there was always purpose. There was always mission and vision behind it and they involve you in that decision 100% no well actually not 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 in the decision
1: but at least in the journey
0: yeah in the journey that we were doing this together yeah Um, and I think whenever you move uh, or shift in life based on purpose yeah I mean that's really the thing that's going to establish you solidify you and strengthen you in those decisions as opposed to moving because you're running away or you're just trying to find um, greener grass on the other side but when you when it's really linked to purpose yeah that that gives it meaning It gives yeah. it uh, it's just it's, you can't really compare it as opposed to a lot of people who run away and you understand the call
1: and that's why you're undeterred basically exactly. on the journey yeah.
0: yeah so that that was installed in us from a, from a young age that we're willing to move uh, we're willing to trade places as it were uh, you would have lost quite up. a few friends
1: along the way because of that, wouldn't you? Yeah. You it, made friends easily.
0: Definitely. Oh, I do make friends. I do make friends, uh, but it's important to make the right friends. Yeah. So uh, it's something I um, become more conscious of. And yeah, you do you, you do lose friends because you lose contact, you lose touch. Even with Facebook and Instagram yeah. and all that, you it's still lose same. touch. Yeah. It's not the same face-to-face. Yeah. Did you have a patch in your teenage years when you
1: had questions and doubts and... Uh,
0: more trying I, I to find yourself? Yeah. I would say I would say my teenage years were pretty strong. Yeah. Um in that I had a lot of opposition in school mm-hmm. um being a Christian. Yeah. And I suppose it's just my my makeup, the way God has made me. When I have opposition, that's when you I rise from the occasion, like I become <laughs> stronger. So the way I find that I operate many times is through opposition. Yeah. Um and that strengthens me. So actually, you know, as a teenager sure there is some questions here and there but mm-hmm. firstly the opposition strengthened me and secondly and i think this is a this was a key component of i mean godliness in my teenage years was the example of the leaders around me in yeah. church and my parents so whenever i looked at them yeah um the men of god women of god in my church in south africa that's where i grew up as yeah. a teenager um and my parents the world yeah. Always paled in comparison to them.
1: Yeah.
0: So I, there was just a stark contrast between the two. And so I always knew, yep, this is the right way. You had a high esteem for them. Exactly. That. And when I heard their testimonies, their stories of how they had encountered God, yeah. I just knew this is the right way. Yeah. But then in terms of going through a patch, when I left school... Um, 18, 19. 18, 19 years old I went through a rough patch Still in South Africa Still in South Africa Yeah Still in South Africa Where were you in Johannesburg? In, at that time I was Cape in Pretoria. Pretoria Pretoria And that was more like philosophical questions I started to have But also in terms of relationship with God You know, God has no grandchildren No um, We all have to experience and encounter God for ourselves Yeah We, we have to really meet Him So Although in my teenage years, I saw the reality of God in the lives of others, I needed the the, the reality of God in myself. I needed to experience God. So really a cry came from me. I was like, God, you know what? I've heard about you from my parents and those amazing men and women around me, but I haven't heard your voice. I haven't experienced your presence or seen your miracles. And so I kind of that led me into this rebellious philosophical stage where that i was just like you know what what's the point of even going to church you walk in there raise your hands and you walk out the same person um it kind of became this there's no point to it really um and so that led me into more rebellious stage although i still knew okay it's the truth yeah yeah
1: but you you love the questioning part exactly exactly were you reading books were you watching videos some Uh, new age stuff or more doubts or
0: I think there was there was a time I started reading a lot of philosophers, yeah. um, and I, I just naturally, uh, like I'm a thinker, so I yeah. love studying, I love learning, I think a lot. Yes. Um, I try to you know engage with deeper questions, um, stuff that a lot of people don't want to deal with or they yeah. try to avoid. Yeah. I start thinking about, and yeah. you know when you don't have the right guidance, like not a lot of people when you start thinking at a deep analytical yeah. level, philosophical level. Not a lot of people around you can actually help you yeah. through that. Um, so pretty much no one could help me. But then you know it's also spiritual warfare. Oh, um, and then emotions are involved in it as well. and yeah. uh, Just you, you become clouded, especially as a, as a young man. That can happen easily. Yeah. You know, clouded in doubts, emotions, and yeah. wondering, God, why didn't you intervene in my life? Where are you for me? Yeah. And I think a lot of people experience that. They say, God, where are you in my life? Yeah. And so I think that's, that's really what was the, um, the source of a rough patch, a rebellious stage. So
1: how did you blink out of it?
0: How did you come out of it? What happened? Well, I'd say this, that, like, as I said before, um, I always knew this is the truth. Yes. Yeah, of course. But I, and I, I knew that I was rebelling against the truth. Yeah. <laughs> so um, one thing I, I never stopped doing was going to church. Okay. Although many times I would sit in church and I would like hate it. Yeah. I would ask myself, why am I even here? Yes. Part of it was the, the deep conviction that I was feeling. Um, but I would just ask myself, why am I here? But I still went. Because I still knew it's the truth. Yeah. And the world has nothing on this. Um, and it wasn't I, fully
1: truth for you, but you knew it yes, was the truth. Exactly. I knew it was
0: the truth, but I experienced yeah. or, or lived this truth. Yeah. Um, to, to that extent. So... I kept on going, and I, I just remember one day, I was in church, um, the 12th of March, I still remember the, the 12th of May, I still remember the day, um, 19 years old, or 20, I would have probably been 20 at that, uh, that stage, so 2012, Yeah. and um, as I was sitting in church, I just felt this conviction come upon me, no one was preaching, it was the announcements, and this conviction hit me, and it just said, um, you are responsible. You're responsible for yep. for those around you, for the people around you, because at that stage, as I drifted from God, all my childhood friends who grew up in church with me had also drifted from God, yeah. so and you we were had an all gone. Leader leader,
1: yeah. Who were uh, dr- uh, pulling others with exactly.
0: you? Exactly. So we had all kind of experienced the same thing, kind yeah. of disillusioned. We'd grown up in church. Um, we all, yes, we all loved God, if anybody asked us, but I think we all became slightly disillusioned. So we then started pulling each other down. And, but as I sat in church, I just felt this conviction. Man, you're responsible, David. And even knew it was God, I didn't think of that. I just had this conviction. And immediately, uh, I called those friends around me. And I said, guys, like we've got to change. We've got to do something. Yeah. And uh, we made a plan. Uh, we said, listen, we're going to meet, I think it was the, the next day or sometime in the week, on the, one of the mountains, uh, one of the hills in yeah. the city, city of Bloemfontein called Naval Hill. And we met up there, and uh, I just said, guys, let's like find a spot in the bushes here somewhere. Let's maybe try and pray, and we'll come back, and we'll, we'll share what do we think needs to happen, what needs to change. Yeah. Um, so we all did that. We came back, and we started sharing with one another. Yeah. And that really, for me, was this, this shift, um, and for a lot of my friends um, with me there. And from that moment, we just started stepping out. Yeah. Um, we started meeting with e- each other regularly, praying with one another, and then we started doing radical things. I started getting up, uh, a lot of, some of my friends as well, get up on the street corner and begin to preach. We'd go into um, uh, like hospitals, begin to pray for the sick. Yeah. We started actually saying, God, you know what? We don't just want to hear about this, we want to live it. Yeah. And we started to see God do miracles. Amazing things started to happen. The supernatural started to break out. Um, and that, for me, that was really like the, the switch, yeah. um, where things shifted. So were you baptized already? Already baptized. Yeah. Already baptized. I was fully saved. Um, like I said, loved God. When, when did you get baptized? I would have been, man, would have been 12, 13 years old. Okay. That's when I got baptized. Still remember the day I can, I can memorize, I can just reimagine it as I'm sitting here now, but yeah, probably 12, 13 mm-hmm. years old. Did you experience a feeling of the Holy Spirit, uh, renewal kind of thing? La- I think later on, um, uh, or maybe even prior to that. Yeah. But I never really had, a lot of people have this, this amazing experience of infilling. I never had that. Yeah. Um, and I think that was one of the things that... Um, Made made me disillusioned. Yes, because I had grown up in church, and I I didn't have any like real, let's say, physical encounters. Now, I'm not saying you yeah. have to have that, but no, no. there were so many people, young people around me at that stage, who had not grown up in church, who had uh, not followed God at all. Then they had come to God, come to Jesus, and they had these amazing. Uh, experiences with God yeah. ph- they would yeah. tell me about physical manifestations and for me that started to blow my mind yeah. I was like man I've been in church I my whole life oh, what nice about you. me <laughs> <laughs> what about me God so you you sure, yeah. <laughs> I've been following you what about me so I'm sure early on I had one maybe some kind of experience with uh, God but not to a great extent like yeah. I was hearing from Um, other people, other young people, especially in their latter teenage years or early 20s, Mm. where I think it can have a a profound impact. Yeah. Um, So I never experienced any of that. Um, But, funnily enough, what I did experience when I stepped out was God working through me.
1: Yeah.
0: And I started to see the power of God through my life touching other people. Yeah. And they they would have experiences, even though I wouldn't have. Yeah. So, um, I wouldn't say I've had, even to this day, any uh, personal uh, in powerful encounters or experiences. Yeah. God has definitely done amazing things. But I've seen really the power being unleashed in the lives of other people as I step out. And what sort the of gospel. healing have you seen? Give us an example. Uh, some amazing things. Uh, one of the first healings I saw here in Australia was... Um, in in one of our bible studies uh young man there just came came to the lord recently at that time and he was still trying to figure out should he get baptized or not and he asked us for prayer yeah and for for his shoulder and i thought well you know like playing sports as i did it's just like what we call a niggle shoulder just a bit of a niggle so we just laid hands on him and i said oh like how does it feel and he pretty much almost started tearing up and I thought, well, that's an overreaction for yeah. shoulder niggle. And he said, no, you don't understand. He needed pretty much like a, a... He lost his job because he injured his shoulder so badly. Yeah. And the doctors had told him he needed a shoulder surgery. replacement, uh, like a surgery. Massive. And right then, then God healed him totally. The next day, he was doing uh, handstand push-ups. Wow. Um, and actually, soon after that, got his job back as a bricklayer. Yeah. Um, so that yeah. was one of the... Right, yeah, but in in South Africa when we first when I pretty much just thrust uh, Towards God happened really started seeing some amazing things Um, Probably one of the first major major miracles Um, Me and my friends had gone out with our church and we'd been handing out food parcels to the poor And we started praying for people and started to see really God work and break out but the next day we were filled with such confidence that uh, me and my friend, uh, a young man by the name of Duncan, in uh, in Bloemfontein, he's a pastor there now. Yeah. Um, we walked out there, and we were just like, "Man, bring us someone like who can't walk."
1: Whoa.
0: And uh, we we walked in there, and uh, a lady took us, and which we found out later was a witch doctor, oh. and she said, "Well, here's this young person, he um, you can't walk. Pray for him." And when we walked up to him, we obviously he, he was paralyzed, and underneath his foot. The um, rats had been eating him, yeah. um, so he had this massive open wound, but he couldn't feel anything. Yeah. He would drag himself around, and every now and then I think they had a small wheelchair for him. We just started to pray for him, and we just lifted him up and started to walk with him. And about, I think, 40 to 60 people gathered, and they watched this in absolute amazement as we were just boldly praying for him <laughs> and picking him up and walking with him. And they all gave their lives to, to God. And the witch doctor that took us there, he said, started
1: walking. Obviously, yeah, he
0: started walking. But so it was almost like a, it was like a gradual miracle, Because yeah. the Bible talks about the working of miracles. So it started off with like us picking him up, holding him. Then we just held his hands, and yeah. then he was walking as we held uh, his hands. Yeah, and then seeing this, everybody, everyone was amazed what yeah. was happening. That the Sangoma witch doctor said, "I believe in your God," based on what I've seen now, and so that was kind of like a gradual miracle that started to take place. But that, for us, yes. at that time, was just absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, seeing something like this happen. And from that time, we're just seeing God man, working everywhere yeah. in amazing ways. And, you know, even as you say this, I realize we even forget. I've forgotten yeah. a lot of what God has done. Uh, and we shouldn't. We actually, yeah. should, we should remember uh, and keep it in our memory banks, all these healings and miracles. It's interesting because the Bible is full of them and they're very personal. Yeah.
1: You know, it's like the records that we see in the Bible, they're very personal, you know, the lady with this issue, the man with this, this... It's very particular, because what happens is, you know, it's one thing to say, I've seen hundreds of miracles in Mm. my life, but it's when you say there was a man that couldn't walk, Mm. and we lifted him up and he started walking, all of a sudden that changes the whole equation. You know, because it's personal. Now we can relate to something and I think it's very powerful what you're sharing here, because that would have propelled you in your faith to Definitely, carry on, yeah. and it would have proven to you who God was, and the fact that many other people got saved. Yeah. What a that's that's even more of a miracle exactly. than the lame man walking. Exactly. You know what I mean? Just the fact that people came to faith and that witch doctor came to
0: 100%. faith. Hundred percent. Which no. is beautiful. No, absolutely amazing. And you're right. You're right. It's just. Every person has a personal story behind yeah. it. And sometimes we can just gloss over it as a statistic. Yeah. But there's people with real needs out there. That's exactly why Jesus came to die. and yeah. he was raised from uh, the death because of people yeah. and their individual stories. What was it like growing
1: up with uh, such a strong character of a father? Obviously, your dad uh, had a strong reputation in, in South Africa and also... He's a mighty warrior, mm, you know, when he gets definitely. on the stage with the mic in his hand. Things shake, man. Yeah. Um, how, how did you feel? How did you look up to him while you were growing
0: up? Yeah, well, definitely. Look, my father, as I like to say, is a machine, you yeah. know, so it's a term we used in South Africa. Um, but growing up in South Africa, specifically, a lot of the, the men of God, they are all military men. So they're yeah. all fought in wars, literal okay. wars. yeah. And so, one of the first things to understand about my father is that, yes, he, he's not only a spiritual warrior, but he's a he's a physical warrior as well. He's yeah. been in wars. Yeah. Uh, and so, there's a there's a militancy there, yeah. which God has used um, for his kingdom. Yeah. So, understanding that firstly, man. I know my father is a, mili- a military man. He's, yeah. a, he's a warrior. Um, he's been in battles. And I love that. Yeah. It's something I look up to. And... Being a strong character it's for me i wouldn't have anything less yeah so although like i said earlier iron sharpens iron yeah. so it does bring there are moments of strong conflict <laughs> uh there are a lot of those moments but it's for the better yeah um so i've had as a, as a young kid lots of uh, hidings uh, yes. um, discipline strong discipline yeah but it's part of the character formation the development yeah. um so with a strong reputation, strong character, strong purpose, drive, vision. That is, in my opinion, every single young man needs that. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's many weak leaders around. If you yeah. even look at politics, yeah. really, these leaders, there's nothing to aspire to when yeah. you look at them. Yeah. Their character, the way they walk, yeah. talk, That's and right. speak, it's just, it's demotivational. Yeah. Especially when you look at the political field yeah. where most, those are most of the public leaders for our nation. Yeah. But then, I'm fortunate enough that for me, I can, I was growing up and see my father and emulate that and imitate him, uh, that strength and also the the mighty men of God around him. So I think that strength, not only, like I said, being a military man, but also a man of God. Yeah. First and foremost. Exactly. And I think it's almost, uh, it's a contradiction to be a weak man of God. Yeah. Um, I think that's a contradiction because even him. in your weakness, his power is made perfect. Yeah. And so there's there's strength that comes from being a man of faith, from being yeah. a man of God. Um, and that, like I said, every young man needs that, should yeah. have that. Yeah. And also young women, they need strong uh, father figures in their lives. And I think yeah. that's seriously lacking in this world today. Oh, especially um, in Australia, the most fatherless nation in the world. 100%. So for you me... You see it in your church. Yeah. For so for me, like although the sparks fly every now and then, it is it, it's a it's a benefit actually because well, like you're it's sharp in
1: the mix. I mean, you're you're the youth leader of yeah. of CLC. Your dad is the senior pastor, mm-hmm. so obviously um, for you to remain there, uh, you must see the purpose, you must see the desire, exactly. you must see the yeah. call of God for you to remain there. While you are your own mm-hmm. person as well, I mean, you're not living in the shadows of your yeah. dad. You are stepping up in mm-hmm. your own calling as well your 100%. own identity. So, um, now some of the things that you're doing at the moment, obviously, you're leading the youth, but you're also leading mm-hmm. some wonderful rallies in the city. Yeah. Like, um, we had those uh, Perth nights, which were yes. fantastic. Uh, how did that come about?
0: Yeah, well, so, so t- at, the, at the moment, um, there there's two areas that I'm involved in. Uh, the one is Perth for Jesus with yeah. uh, Pastor Vera Lim, um, phenomenal woman of God and the team over there which uh, in past we've done rallies not only in the the, uh, city, but also in places like Armadale the last few years. Armadale for Jesus. And now coming up, Quinana. we're going to do another rally this month, 27th of March. Um, And then recently we had something called Jesus Nights, Jesus Jesus Nights in the the city center, which is also another one coming up on the 30th of April, so busy. But uh, yeah, it's a phenomenal woman of God by the name of Shaw Hodgkinson. Yeah. Um, pretty much contacted me and asked me to be involved. Beautiful. Um, so she's really the visionary there, um, and a great team, uh, phenomenal worship team, just yeah. team around supporting. And I think it's just through God connecting um, different relationships and realizing there's a bigger purpose. Yeah. There, there's something that we need to many times cross denominational yeah. boundaries, church lines to come together for the work of God, for the purpose of God. Yeah. So uh, really, uh, I would say divine connections, God just connecting people. Yeah. And obviously in that I've got a, a great heart for e- like evangelism, the evangelistic outreach, the preaching of the and you've gospel. you've got a good team here. Yeah, you've got some wonderful guys and girls in, in your mix as yes, well. Yes, 100%. I
1: mean, some really talented people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In both evangelism, in music, in sound, lights skills man i mean th- the skill set you have in yeah. your own mix is just amazing I
0: mean, yeah enough yeah i mean at, at our church brilliant musicians yeah. sound uh, men uh light men <laughs> light engineers um absolutely brilliant and they're also part of these evangelistic outreaches yeah. into the city so and you're doing a course in evangelism to
1: lead up into that uh, yes. 100% outreach. Yes, hundred percent. And you've opened that to the whole
0: city, not just yep, your own church. To the public, so we, we and it's free, isn't it? Uh, no, no, there it's is not free. There's okay. a charge. So yeah, we we technically we're just hosting it. Yes, it's open to every every Christian, every okay. church. Um, we're just hosting it. So seventh to tenth of April. Yeah. Um, calling it the Revolution School yes. of Evangelists. Yeah, um, we've shared it all through. Yeah. Our yeah. So really looking forward to that because we trust in God that He's going to activate, mobilize evangelists in the city for the preaching, not just on the streets, because I, I think a lot of people, they relegate evangelism yeah. um, to going on the streets. Yeah, they, they don't fully understand Yeah, what evangelism it, it, is. Exactly. And so, I mean, if we're looking publicly... It's it wasn't pub- really done in rallies, yeah. it was more done from one thing house to house and, and person to person. Yeah. And publicly. Yeah. So, um, so there was, there was part of that Yeah, One, one person to one person, family to family, finding the man of peace, yeah. but also the public proclamation yeah. of the gospel. So goes hand in hand and that's yeah. through every means possible. A, a healthy balance of them all.
1: Well, I think our cameraman will, will be doing the courses. Well good, now. good. <laughs> Which is wonderful. Yeah. Um, you also had a massive project in building the church um you are next door you're just basically one yeah. block away this was your dad's office yeah you this, see this was your your youth center <laughs> exactly. you know at my office was your dad's yeah. office this there's a lot of anointing here yeah, so very much uh, good memories yeah uh and obviously we we changed a little bit uh, of the landscape here yeah and, uh, it's looking good the facility looking really good um but that project, that, that was a very, very uh, courageous project. Yeah. I mean, how big is the place? It's about 4,000 square meters, isn't it? I'm not too
0: sure. Uh, I should know, but I don't actually know. But, um, yeah, big. it was a big project. Um, our auditorium, I'm sure we could see it up to 700, 800 people yeah. comfortably um, in that. Uh, big facilities for kids' church. Yeah. Amazing amount of parking. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, phenomenal. There was... Yeah, courageous so, Such a visionary your dad was. In oh,
1: exactly, exactly. To step and you, you just stood up in the gap there and went with him. And your mom, man, your mom, your mom is so strong. No, she's powerful a small woman. <laughs> she's a small woman. Yeah,
0: dynamite comes in small packages. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> I, I love how your dad, you know, she says to him, he says to her, no, 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 he's okay. This guy's, <laughs> this, this guy's okay. Because initially there was a bit of tension when, when he introduced me to her and yeah. she, she started, you know, uh, making sure that I was kosher yeah, yeah, yeah. in the relationship. And uh, it's like your dad saying, no, no, I sussed him out already. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah,
0: my mom is a very, very discerning woman. Yeah. And um, she, you know, back in South Africa, she was pretty much heading up the, the counseling yes. um, over, throughout all the churches there. Yeah. So works a lot with that um, counseling people. So your whole family was was... Captured in this was gripped by this project because this
1: project was all-consuming wasn't it nor did you have the finance? I mean, you know to pay the lease there is yeah. an arm and a leg every month So, so yeah, well, it was a stretch massive stretch.
0: Yeah, well, we always uh, That's the thing about God. He, he never leads you to smaller uh, places always to bigger places. I mean and he brings you from South yourself. Africa here To build something amazing
1: yeah. huge, you know yeah. with a new vision after all your life You've built places in yeah. South Africa in runs. Yeah. but now you got to do it in dollars, dollars with yeah. Without dollars. Yeah,
0: well, I think. Well, firstly, that should that that's a that makes it easier <laughs> because it's a first world country and like unemployment is almost zero. Yeah, um, but yeah, once again, God's always calling us to bigger things, greater things, and beyond ourselves because if we can do this all by ourselves god's not needed yeah, right. so um, you know faith faith really does
1: accomplish the impossible but this journey must have been tough on your dad and your mom and even on yourself and your sister
0: wasn't it yeah i think there, there are moments where it's tough but you know yeah. the will of god it's always going to bring joy yeah. there's always going to be happiness and peace and tough times do come but as we say tough times don't last tough yeah. people do yeah. Um, so there's definitely moments of testing. There's definitely moments of uh, let's say warfare yeah. externally facing yeah. what you need to face. And I think, anyways, for the people of God in the city, there, yeah. there are tough times as we advance the kingdom of God. That's but funny. it's it's been the the biggest thing is to you know we are in the will of God. Yeah. And that brings a certainty that you know money can't buy. Yeah. Um, to know I'm in the will of God. Jesus hasn't left me. He's yeah. with me. Yeah. And we're gonna win. Yeah,
1: that's wonderful, wonderful. Um, girls, <laughs> how did you keep away from them for for so long? Yeah, uh, no, I
0: think um, I think some. I mean, I'm saying this uh, because as
1: a pastor's kid, yeah. obviously there's so many opportunities yeah. and so many girls look up to you. I mean, you're good looking, obviously, and you're young, and you know you got some muscles there, <laughs> and some aspirations yeah. and you know, some some material that is stage material. How did you keep yourself um,
0: uncontaminated,
1: let's say? Well,
0: yeah, so I think um, I've had I've had one or two relationships um, yeah. here and there, but obviously realizing it's not the right one. Um, I think you know, it comes back again to you know, teach a child in the way that he should go. When he's older, he will not depart from it. Just yes. um, when it comes to women, my mother is um, a standard yeah um, so it's it, too high of the it's, standard it's a, yeah well that's the point so I'm not I was speaking to another young man uh, who's turning 30 this year and he was speaking about you know finding a wife and he's like David one thing never do is compromise yes and uh, so the standard is high and yeah. that I mean I'm not going to drop standards um, because as when I look at my father I think the, the biggest thing for him is he wants me to go further of course than he ever went and yeah. uh, by the grace of God I will yeah um, I think that's just how it should be, yeah. and so then it should be the same. Let's say for my wife, of course, um, going further and, and doing more than my mother has done. Um, part of that's part of the legacy that they leave for us. Yes. So there's, in no ways can I drop the standard and yeah. expect less, because I'm only believing for more, and I'm only dreaming of more, and to do more for the purpose and, and uh, call of God. It's good. It's good to have that. High so yeah, when it comes to I think when it comes like I said to woman, there's no fear. Is no fear, no, not at all. Fear no.
1: of failing or fear of not hitting that high note?
0: No, I think, well, I, I'm certain in the purpose and work. I on.
1: I had a bit of a fear because I, you know, in my teenage years, and not, not so much my teenage years, but in my 20s, I traveled the world mm. extensively to do missions. And uh, I saw a lot of pastors whose wives weren't really that fantastic. <laughs> and I thought, man, yeah. I don't want to... <laughs> uh, I've got to be careful. I don't want to fail, man. I I don't want that. So I was very careful. So at about the age of 26, I made the decision that I will not date another girl, Mm. even though I had a few girlfriends before, until I found find a woman that I want to marry. So I began praying and fasting Mm. for my future wife, not knowing who she was. And I would fast one day a week. Mm. And I didn't know that this journey was going to be three years. (laughs) A lot of fasting. That's (laughs) over over 150 days of fasting. (laughs) But in that process, God was preparing me for marriage, not my future wife. Mm. I wasn't ready. Mm. You know, I had to go. uh, You know, there was a lot of ego. There was a lot of Mm. self that I had to be crushed. And uh, at the right time, at the appointed time, Mm. God sent a look at my life. And I believe God will send somebody that will complement that will be a suitable helper
0: for you Mm -hmm. now you just graduated university i did a few weeks ago yeah months ago now yeah last year i got my second degree and i've just started my third degree (laughs) so what did you study your second degree now so well first degree started uh studied a bachelor of commerce in finance and management and then second degree a master's, it's in the field of practical theology. Okay, um, yeah, now I've just started a law degree, juris doctor at UWA. Wow, wonderful, so. that's wonderful.
1: Well, you've got to keep going, you know. I'm I'm still studying, I'm you yeah. know, I, I did my doctorate, but I'm, I'm I've just enrolled in a course actually for this year as well. So, uh, I think you know, continuous learning is very, very important, it keeps you on the edge. It's a lot of hours you know I get up very early in the mm. morning and probably you do the same yeah <laughs> and you hit the gym and you hit yeah. you know you you keep a balance but uh, it does keep you sharp gives mm, you definitely. focused and you get somewhere in life which is wonderful um what's the legacy you'd like to build in your lifetime
0: yeah it's a it's a tough question um there's a lot that God has really he's put on my heart and I, I believe it will unfold in, in yeah. the right time but it's Obviously, in fulfilling the call of God, the purpose of God, uh, I'm seeing this on not just a local church level where I feel a lot of the work of God has been relegated to, um, where the church has become a subculture. Yeah. Um, with no influence in the spheres of society, uh, yeah. socially and politically. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's once again, raising the people of God as a people, as a nation of faith. That, are, that define themselves yeah. as the people of God and not by their skin color, their citizenship, their ethnicity, yeah. their language. But uh, wherever God leads me to is that those people define themselves and see themselves as a unique people yeah. chosen of God and they influence their society in every way yeah. possible. Yeah. Um, so I would like to leave a legacy that touches not only the heart of man through salvation, but also the laws of man through reformation, yeah. um, the spiritual climate of um, not only churches, but cities yeah. uh, and beyond. Yeah. Uh, however, God would lead me in that to do uh, to do that. But I'd like to see reformation yeah. um, in society. Yeah. Beautiful. And because today is your birthday,
1: yeah. uh, I pray that this thing will come to pass. Yeah. I pray that this is the greatest gift that the Lord could give you. Amen. Thank you. Thanks so much for, for joining us and sharing your story and the uh, story of your family and the story of your faith and the story of your church and the future
0: story which you're still writing. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here and uh, it's wonderful to have men of God and friends like you in the city and I know together uh, we're going to a leave a lasting impact within yeah. the city and beyond. Thank you.
1: Well friends, um, you've just heard a wonderful story from a young man whose life has been transformed by the power of god he sees in the future a nation of faith not a human nation in the sense of political nation but a true nation of the people of god from every race from every every people group worshiping god and truly influencing society out there what a legacy to build and what a legacy to leave behind i pray that you will be part of that legacy and i want to be part of that legacy If you enjoy this content, please distribute it, share it with other people, invite them to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, YouTube, watch it. Um, Also give us some star ratings, five would be ideal. And uh, yeah, pray for us. This is Kingdom Stories from uh, Down Under, I can't wait to see you next time.
0: Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Stories from Down Under. We'd love it if you would subscribe, rate and share these stories with your wider community. And remember, every story is worth sharing, including yours.